Hello and welcome to On A Mission, the show where we share inspiring conversations with phenomenal women who are creating success and prosperity in their lives with purpose and passion. I'm Pauline Rodish, a success mindset coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and I'm on a personal mission to remind you that you are a beautiful soul and you have so much potential. And my intention for this show is to give you the nudge to answer your own calling and to rise up and take on your life's mission. So hello everyone and welcome to On A Mission, the show where I am having the great pleasure of chatting with phenomenal women who are on a mission in their lives, in their businesses, living at their passion. And today I am joined by none other than Fanola Howard, an incredible lady that I met a number of years ago at a networking event. She really blew my mind with her knowledge, her delivery of her session. It was probably the highlight of the day for me, quite honestly. And so I would be a big fan of Finola's. So Finola, I want to welcome you today to On A Mission. Thank you so much for being the guest on the show today. Oh, you're so good. Thank you so much. And that's very kind. I appreciate that. No, I know you're an incredibly modest, humble lady, but you are amazing at what you do, Finola. So you are the creator and founder of How Great Marketing Works. And I know you're very visible out there, particularly on Instagram, and you have your YouTube channel reflecting your great, um, very generous tips that you're giving to business people. And I know you have a show that runs at 12 o'clock on Instagram every week. And we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of, of this particular chat. But Look, as with all the guests on the show, we like to know the part, the woman behind the business. OK, so really tell us all about you. I mean, you're from Waterford, the city, Slicker. And now you're living in Dunmore East, I believe. But before, what's the background, you know, on the professional journey? Oh, the background on the professional journey. Wow. God, I, you haven't prepared me for this, Pauline. But oh, well, I like to land you in it, you know, but it, I mean, it's your history. So I don't think you're going to get it too far wrong. So go for it. But I think that I was always a marketer and it's a funny thing to say because people have such much, much, so much mixed feelings about marketing. But I, you know that I have this great passion for marketing because I think it's a way of unleashing potential. But I started, I think, by uh, in school, one of those mini company programs. And I started there by starting a, you made macrame hang, hanging baskets. <laughs> And we were the first people to do it. And we made a profit. We made 922% return on all the money we invested. So that set the scene, I think, for how I think about stuff and how I and the journey. And then I did the usual. I, you know, finished secondary, went and studied marketing. Um, actually, I an interesting thing is I was accepted on a course. Um, which was a company secretarial course when I was choosing where, where to go to college. And just the week before um, I was signed up, registered to go to WIT here in Waterford. And then and my sister came home and she said, I know this is not what you're meant to do. We had this interesting conversation about that. And I just decided, no, I'm going to repeat my exams and I'm going to go for what I want. So it took me a little longer. It took me another year longer. I think that's a really good lesson for people that it doesn't matter that if you always follow your truth, follow your passion, you get there. And we always, we always take longer than we think. We often can go off route a little bit, but if you stick to your truth, you oh, get absolutely. 
Listen, I completely agree with that. And I'm sure that that's what you're always bringing people back to with their message within their, their marketing message, the, coming back to the truth of who they are and the, the, the mission, I, I suppose, ultimately. Yeah. But you're blessed in, in many ways to have had that sister who, you know, or, or that someone, I mean, so, so few people, you know, don't, don't, well, I mean, I should say, I don't know how many people, we don't know, but we don't know the numbers of the statistics, but not everybody, let's put it that way, has somebody that can see the potential in, in, in them. And like your sister saw, well, this is not something to follow because she knew. I think that's wonderful because it takes some courage, doesn't it, really, to um, follow that path, especially at a young age, Finola when, I mean, I did a similar thing myself and then I realized that it really wasn't for me um, long-term. But again, nothing is ever wasted, is it? Would you agree with that? Never, never. but I always think that, I think that's the experience. I think we will, we will be met with that decision point many, many times along the path to remind ourselves, because I reflected on some of your questions. One of your questions was, what was the most difficult decision? And, um, I really thought about that and I was going, okay, you know, what are all the difficult decisions I had to make? And I made loads of them. And then I thought, you know, and they're all, they can all go in different branches based on what you decide. But ultimately, if you focus on, and I kind of, what I reflected on this morning was this idea of difficulty. Mm -hmm. And that couldn't there be an ease to these decisions and that the ease comes from, um, being centered, following purpose, and trusting that this is a situation that's here to teach you and there's something to learn here. Because I could tell you stories of, this was a really difficult decision for me. I could tell you I was in a really crap relationship and it was a difficult decision to leave. I could tell you the story of moving from where I lived and uprooting, uprooting my whole business to move to Waterford to bring Sean up in Waterford, my son, with my much better partner, <laughs> Kevin, and having to actually start again at that point. Yeah, um, it would have been twelve years ago, and I'm in business over twenty five years, and I could I could tell you loads of stories about that, and I think everyone can tell stories about that, but I think the thing that I've learned most over the years is that if we follow purpose, and the often the way to follow purpose is to be able to hear ourselves. And if we can hear ourselves, then the decision can still be very difficult, but we know we're following our path then. That's perfect. Oh, uh, you know, I, I love that, uh, Finola, because I would always, my messaging is all about, you know, going within and, yeah. and the answers truly are inside. And I think it's when we actually sometimes seek counsel outside of ourselves from people perhaps who are not qualified to give us that advice, it delays the process. And it, that becomes more difficult because then you've actually included other people and then you're kind of aware of, oh my God, if I don't follow what they said, then they'll think that their advice isn't um, adequate enough. And most likely it isn't because so many people seek advice from people that have no clue how to advise them on the given subject. So I think at the end of the day, we have to come back to the truth of who we are. It's exactly what you're talking about. I know that follows through in your delivery, in your messaging to people that you are helping as well. But um, I guess what I'm saying to you is not everybody understands or trusts that they have this inner guidance system as well. And that they have almost like, 
you know, from birth, this blueprint, this uniqueness, these gifts and talents. You know, I mean, that's that's the depth I would go to with people because we have to dig deep because it's amazing then what happens when you realize that so few people tap into their absolute potential. Yes. We really would amaze ourselves if we would go there. You know, I mean, have you seen that with your, your clients? I mean, I mean, you're you're really bringing your clients on that journey as well. Absolutely. I do this every day. And I'm going to yeah. go. Back you asked me a quote and I'm like, as a marketer, I've got loads of quotes. Yes. <laughs> well, one that one that you live by, you know. Yeah, one here is the one that because when I reflected, because I like most of my work is about going deeper and and it's always about deeper and exactly about how you described the depth that you go to in your work. And I also see that in your work, and I much applaud your work, and I can see where you take your clients. I love it. I must applaud you. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Fanola. Um, And here's a quote that I know you will know very, very well (laughs) and um, that will resonate, I hope. I'm going to read it because I don't know it off by heart because it's long. Okay, good. Go for it. Uh, Attributed to Marianne Williamson, so you already know who it is, (laughs) what it is. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Where are you not to be? You're playing small, doesn't serve the world. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of my favorite. It always brings me, makes me really yeah. emotional yeah. because I remember when I heard that first too, I thought, wow. I mean, just absolutely wow. Yeah. And Marianne Williams would be one of my favorite authors too. But it's so true, isn't it? I mean, we're so afraid and we stay small and then we've all, you know, the way life, how we came into the world, how we grew up, all the influences that we've had, negative and positive, really impact us. And it's about, you know, stripping back, stripping back all those layers of falsehoods that many of us hold, that we're not good enough, that we're not magnificent. And then, of course, if we're to express that, we then have the other voice in, who do you think you are to say that out loud? Who do you think you are to praise yourself when in actual fact self-praise and self-recognition on this level is the only kind of praise and it helps us you know so I love it thank you so much for sharing that Fanola so again walk us through maybe share it what, what is the what lights you up the most about what you do when I see someone see that potential when I see them when I see them leave down the burdens and embrace like to to help like for me, um, brand building is at the core. And I say that incorrectly because I remember a point in my career where I moved away from the usual language of brand building to saying, no, that's not what I do because it doesn't work. Building brands doesn't work. Uncovering brands works. Yeah. Uncovering what's below the truth that's inside means that the journey becomes easier because you're just simply embracing your truth and you never have to doubt what to say in any marketing situation or any other situation. You never have to doubt a decision you make because you're digging deep enough to find the essence, the core of who you are and that truth. And the thing that lights me up the most is seeing the face of someone who goes, that's me. I know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I know you do that uh, extremely well, Finola. Um, But, you know, again, I often get emotional on these calls, I have to say, because number one, not only I'm, I'm very sensitive to energy, 
but I also can, I, I just know how incredibly passionate you are. Um, you really tru truly are a woman on a mission. You fit this um, show title so well. Um, but, you know, really what I'm hearing from you is this, that it doesn't matter what the product is. It could be this mouse here on the desk, right? This Apple mouse. You're working with people and it's people that's behind the, the, the product, isn't it? Our service, whatever it is. And so you're really honing in on the individual, whether yeah. it's running a small little business as, as a solopreneur or something bigger. Who do you prefer to work with actually? I just, there's several questions there, but who do you prefer to work with? I, I prefer to work with people who are, sometimes they're not always this way, but that they're brave enough to follow their truth. Mm -hmm. Know that they're here for a purpose. And even if it's tentative, even if they're not sure, but they've taken enough of a leap to take the next step. And I always choose to work now. I didn't always remember, this is also a decision on my part. I choose to work with people and businesses who want to make a difference. And that's a conscious choice. Well, we're on a similar mission, really, in fairness, because I'm at the other end of it where a lot of I work mostly with women, but I'm helping them to get the confidence as well to even take that step and come out of hiding and stop playing small, you know, because I, I too was that woman, you know, and I'm still every day having to G myself up and, you know, get up and, you know, act as if and which is not a fake concept like a lot of people might understand it's it's we have to build ourselves up and we have to talk ourselves into doing the things that we know we're here to do because we've probably spent many years sometimes decades in living in the shadows just like Marianne Williamson is talking about so I just feel there's an amazing shift happening on the planet at the moment and you know there's a wonderful surge in feminine energy and that does not just mean women you know it's just a beautiful and when it's so incredibly needed because if we were to really focus on what's happening out in that world it could be very overwhelming and very very you know soul destroying so i think more than ever finola that your position in helping is it mostly women that you work with as a matter of interest no you work with men and women which is great no somebody needs to look after the guys too of course uh, no this is an interesting conversation that um so earlier on in my career, um, I was doing a lot of work. I did a lot of work in the West of Ireland. Um, I love the West of Ireland, but anyway, so I go on my holidays on Friday, so we're going there. But um, And I helped set up this um, group pre-Facebook. Yes, I'm around that long. And Good on you. Good <laughs> Irishbusinesswomen.com because we were discovering that business women didn't have a place to go so I did work with a lot of women at that point. Predominantly, predominantly my clients are male and um, my online course uh, clients are often predominantly female. So I really like to bring this mix in. It's a really important, when you talk about the shifts, it's very, very important that we bring both together. I totally agree. Totally agree. So important. And I had a conversation with someone recently because um when I was talking about master, I have a mastermind running at the moment, right? But I remember speaking to someone and saying, they said, I looked everywhere for, and this is a guy, I looked everywhere for a mastermind that would include me, that spoke to me, who spoke to that deeper work, that higher purpose and all the rest of it. And I found they were only for women. Okay. That is a travesty. 
No, it is. And I mean, I, I, I say that because I have worked with men and I would never, ever turn a man away from what I do either. Um, but I suppose, you know, yourself, with the marketing and the branding and the niching down and the whole avatar and all this kind of thing that you no doubt would guide people through as well. It's like if you speak to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. And so really, I am essentially myself speaking to the woman who was just like me a number of years ago, who was on the sidelines, who wanted to jump into the, the arena and be part of the game. Um, so I guess I'm coming from that authenticity within myself because I know how to speak to that woman because, you know, I, I, how I ex I've experienced it first. Can I, can I just throw this at you, right? I do, yeah, absolutely. I'm here to learn. I'm here to, we're all here to learn. I, I throw this at you, right? Because sometimes, like, I mean, I do customer profiling with clients as well. And I do the, you know, start with the obvious, which is the demographics. But sometimes the demographics and this idea of you must niche down, you must niche down can get you in your head and not in your gut or your heart. Yes. The louder voice there that spoke to me was, I not that women and I have to niche because that, that immediately makes me disjointed and see dissonance. But what I, when I heard you speak your truth, which is for the woman like me who wanted to get in the game, that's your niche. Yes. Not because I have to do a niche. Oh, exactly. Completely. Because I struggled against this whole niche thing for a long, long time, Fanola. I thought, oh, my God, I, I, I did want to be that person. I want to help everybody. You know, I mean, I was that typical kind of person starting out in business because certainly what I'm teaching is applicable to everybody, man, woman and child alike. Um, but I guess this is where I'm starting because this is where my passion is. To also, uh, let me offer this. This is yeah. in this moment. This is where you can do your best work and we should always be where we can do our best work. Well, I do like that. I mean, fantastic. I mean, that that explains it enormously because definitely I am. The momentum is there now because I am speaking from the heart and I really did have to drop down there because thank God I have that awareness. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I want to share that with those that are also on this journey. But no, it's a really important point. And, and look, at I mean, I love the men and I think I have a son I, and you have a son and I have a no, you know, and I have a stepson. And so the men absolutely need um, this nurturing as well. And they need to bring up their nurturing side as well and, and bring more conscious awareness into business. Should they choose to do that or into anything? Can you repeat that now? I just didn't hear that. Okay. And we need to learn from them. Yes, my darling, you certainly have. Absolutely. I mean, my husband, my husband's in business and he's been always in business. So, you know, I mean, there's good conversations in this house and not so good conversations in this house. But you know what? It's all good. Um, yeah. So, Fanola, look, at that's just wonderful. So, look, at why don't you um, let we go through some of these questions, OK? No. Deeper questions. Um, so you've given us the quote. How about what is your it's not such a deep question, but tell us the book that you're reading and what you're gaining from it. What are you currently oh, reading? I nearly finished it. Um, and I have a second book and I'll tell you the book that I'm reading, which I think every business should read. Go on. <laughs> recommended by someone on one of my own masterminds. And it's called They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Okay. Really fantastic. They ask, meaning your customers ask. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we answer their questions? Absolutely. Rather than trying to invent something that nobody wants. Yeah. So yeah. like I mean, in the in the marketing journey, really, the first step is we must listen to ourselves. 
And then the next, and then from listening to ourselves, we create these beautiful products or services. And then the next person in that dialogue between me and my product or service has to be my customer. Who wants this? Product and service and my customer all the time. And often we are so afraid that of our customer answering us back that we shut them out. Yeah. Our best teacher and our best guide. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally get that. Yeah. And this book it is a very simple, pragmatic book, but actually will make you think a bit deeper about stuff mm-hmm. uh, in terms of very pragmatic. I love it. It's what are the, and it's got wonderful tips of what are the five most of, there's five top questions every customer will ask you about. So why are you not answering them on your website? So one of, one of the top ones that everybody's afraid of answering is price. Yes. So there'll be, and I just recommend this of saying price, authenticity, they're looking for comparison, they want to know. So his company when he started was a pool company and he, oh, I have two more books I want to say now, but anyway, pool. Okay. <laughs> um, a pool company and um, they did fiberglass pools. So he answered all the questions of, what's the difference between a fiberglass pool and a concrete pool? Okay. Why would, so it might be that I need to be answering questions of why do my Get Strategic Get Results program versus Marie Forleo's business school? Yes. You saying why to work with you versus working with Bob Proctor. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, so I get it. The comparison. So you think of when someone is making a choice about who to work with or what to buy, what are the questions they ask? Mm-hmm. And why are they, the answers not on your website or in your blog or whatever? It is so, so true. Honestly, the more I'm in this, the more I realize, you know, I have so much to learn and I'm willing to learn. That's the thing. And I do know, I hear you because at the end of the day, we're here to be of service. So, Absolutely. I mean, we're not in business unless we have clients stroke customers, you know. Um, so it is, it has to be that wonderful um, exchange and, and us making it easy, I suppose, ultimately, for the customer to find us, but also to really authentically know that we can give that particular solution. You know, and, I, and it really does probably come from a little bit of experience too, would you, and making mistakes, Finola, you know? You know, uh, the, the, the fails, you know, the fails and getting up again. Yeah, or there is, instead of failure, it's learning, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just success, it's part of success, you know? I mean, that's what they all the greats say fail and fail again and fail again it's part of the journey you know not to see it as a failure you know well you don't fail unless until you quit so if you're, if you're still in the game you haven't quit you know tell us about the other books anyway you might as well oh hang on I just <laughs> oh yeah so because you're making me think so this is my oh my nice yes the women seeing as we're having this conversation that's fantastic yeah and how really? the hell did i not know about that book because that's really what i'm talking about you know when you feel invisible and go ahead this is interesting thank you for sharing my lovely sister gave it to me so it's exposing data bias in a world designed for men okay. so while i say i love to work with men and i think that we should have both of them in the room we do have to acknowledge that there is bias mm-hmm. and there is unconscious bias and we are often women often limit themselves because of this society that we're in we're moving out of it but I can't wait to read it oh wow so you, ha- you haven't actually read that yet but the title alone would just pull you in you know no, because I think it's I've spoken to so many people about this book at this stage that it's my next I have to read 
something for the holiday. Yeah, um, yeah wonderful. So um, who would you most like to meet and get advice from? Oh, you really have to think about this. It's such an interesting thing, right? Because I had to frame it a few ways for myself. And that is, I want to meet them. I want, if I was to meet someone, to meet them in a scenario where we both could hear each other. Okay. And I needed to phrase it like that because so often we put too many people on pedestals and then um, they're rushing by and all that. But I, I always kind of want good time, you know, good. Deep, deeper, ground, more grounded kind of experience. Yeah. Who do you think you'd get that with? Well, I thought about someone I really admire and would love to meet anyway, even without that caveat, I'd still want because I'm uh, such an admirer of Mary Robinson. Wow, fantastic. Okay. Because she was amazing. She, she kind of broke the mold. She changed the game. She didn't follow anybody else's politics. She followed her truth. She elevated us. She elevated the position of president in this country. She's and she moved to the UN like nobody had yeah. ever done this before. Yeah, no, amazing. It's very true. Very, very true. She and then she went on to become an elder. And but I heard stories over the years about how she managed um, her team to get the most of it. She had different budgets in both situations. I think she had a lower budget when she worked with the UN, how to navigate that to get the greatest impact. And she still kept going and found a way. And that I find really inspiring. And I, and I also love that she's a woman that did that. Yeah, absolutely. No, fantastic. And I'm sure that she would hear you for sure. Um, you know, I, I often refer to this when I'm talking to clients to that whole concept that you're, you're, you, you've emphasized about being heard. And you know what Oprah has said, you may have heard her, the three most important words in the world are not I love you, but that I hear you. Yeah. And I, I mean, that applies to all relationships, doesn't it? And all forms of communication. I mean, certainly from a, as a coach, you have to be a good listener. You know, you have to um, listen, excuse me. You need to be able to listen to understand so that you can help somebody move forward. But to be heard ourselves is really important. And for someone to allow us the time to, to speak. Was I over there? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not at all. No, no, no. Go on. It's, it's case in point. We're too busy wanting to get our, to speak that we forget to listen. You know, and I just yeah. did that. I just gave you the example of not what not to do, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, there are some people that are always interrupting people. Goodness knows they really are. And uh, yes, I've worked with some people like that. And it's extremely difficult to get through to them because they're not actually creating the space. That's a whole kind of different conversation as to why they would do that so do you feel guided um, in life in general not just in business but do you feel guided by a higher intelligence whatever you might call it some people call it god energy spirit that's i've had a whole journey in that space but in my day-to-day -day life i would say in every moment i am guided mm. in every moment and you also asked things about you know um would you like to have advice, get advice from, or, you know, I think that we are, if we are, I talk a lot these days about flow, awareness. I always talked about the need for consciousness and business to consciously choose, to 
consciously act. I always talked about that. But to live in this way that there is a reason why you are faced with this flower that I'm looking at out the window or this meeting that I'm having with you, that there is something here for me to experience and to learn. And, that, and I think that's the guidance, that to trust that this piece I'm facing now, this scenario, the seat I'm sitting in, this moment, I have this lovely, I shared this post yesterday, I wrote this post on Instagram yesterday, it was funny, because um, I started learning how to swim properly in September. Um, I've seen you out in the ocean, good woman, and beautiful photographs as well. Fantastic. It's a lovely little cove that you go to there. Very envy. I'm very envious about it because I'm not, not close enough to the sea here at the moment. But this idea that um, I'm, so it's swimming at different times of the day, but one of the things is I often have to, I have a challenge around staying focused and staying in. Um, I can keep going swimming, but I often get distracted. So I use techniques like counting, all of that kind of stuff as I refine how I swim. And I remember um, saying to um, a peer of mine and saying that, you know, you're really good at meditation. I really haven't cracked this meditation thing. I know I should be doing meditation. Everyone tells me I should be doing this 45 minutes every morning and all that kind of stuff. And she said to me, she said, but Fanola, you like you're being very restrictive in what you think of as meditation. You experience these mindful moments throughout the course of your day. It's actually how you work. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I went, wow. OK, so then the same day, it's really funny because I had it in my head. Yeah, I really need to listen to that app that I have that helps me focus. Right. Mm-hmm. Called Ananda. Fantastic. And I remember this day when I was going down to the beach and um, I was slower getting out and slower getting dressed than anyone else and the rest had gone. So I was there on my own and then I could hear the birds singing. And then I could hear the waves lapping in onto the beach. And what are you like? That's the sound of your meditation app. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. No, listen, because I almost squirmed there when you mentioned 45 minutes in the morning, because I am a meditation teacher, as a matter of fact, but I teach mantra meditation, but I've guided people through different types of meditation. Most definitely not. What you've described and what your friend, your peer highlighted for you is like, I mean, yoga, I teach yoga as well. Yoga is a meditation in movement. Okay. It's meditation in movement. There are walking meditations that can be swimming meditations, you know, and just as you sit down for a couple of minutes after your swim and just absorb, my goodness, it is just magical. I mean, we go often into the prom here in Salt Hill. Um, it's 35 minutes from where I live. So just the moment we land there, because my husband is a sea, he grew up by the, the ocean in Northern Ireland, Port Rush, And we are eventually moving in that direction back into Galway City, please God, to Salt Hill in the next few years when my son finishes school. But it's just the most beautiful thing just to be at the ocean. I mean, straight away, it just triggers that inner peace. It's, it's a connection. So meditation is not about sitting still, you know. I mean, a lot of people say, can you scratch your nose? You know, of course, absolutely. You know, we're not meant to be sitting like statues. I mean, and that puts a lot of people off meditation, sadly, you know, because otherwise they're not benefiting. But living as you are, my goodness, observing that flower, realizing this is the seat I'm in. I mean, so many people don't have a grasp on that, Fanola, and that is amazing. That's living mindfully, consciously, 
great awareness. It means you're present. Likelihood of you worrying about what happened yesterday is remote and certainly the concerns about tomorrow. I mean, I'm not saying that you wouldn't have those thoughts because I'm guessing that you do because everybody does, right? But you have a much greater chance of not experiencing that whole um, stress response, you know? Um, and so what you're doing is amazing. Fantastic. I think you're well and truly ahead of the game. So well done. I have another lovely question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Yeah, I thought about this. So two things I would say. One is uh, stick to the plan. Never forget your purpose. Okay, great. But what about the person, you know, I mean, it's obviously very, you're obviously one of these people that was born knowing pretty much what you were going to, going to do, essentially. You, you kind of knew it very, very young. You've said that. But what about the person who really hasn't got a clue? What would you say to them? Or does know and is nervous. Well, I mean, that could be there too, but there are some people that just say, I have no idea. But then, you know, I probably would say to them, hang on a minute, let's go back. The clues are there, you know? The clues are always there, aren't they? But what would you say to, to a person? I'd, I mean, in my work, I spend a lot of time just sitting and listening and I look for the clues, exactly what you would do. Yeah. Something gets triggered in their language that comes out that they're denying in some way or they haven't realized in some way, but the clues are there. And I'd probably try to lead them to their own truth because I talk about this, marketing is your truth told. So what the first step is also to uncover your own truth. Mm. So it is, and if they really resist, I would be sending them to someone to sit to help them uncover it because we all have purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing that I would say around that space is, this whole Marianne Williamson quote of the fear thing and and I really would push on that of why like what are you waiting for like whose life are you living it's you know when you look back all this stuff that we always hear which is when you look back on your life it'll be the stuff that you regret that you didn't do not what you did do this uh I would you know to let down these shackles of conformity also this we are taught in all our educational systems to conform, 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 because it's easier to get them through the educational system. And then everybody spends the rest of their lives trying to find their uniqueness. I mean, I saw a case in point. I remember when Sean was maybe eight and he forgot his jumper and he was very upset because he wouldn't be like the rest. Ah, uh, I know. I just yeah, well, as children though, yeah. It starts now. It starts that young. Yes. Yeah. You see, the thing is, as children, we want to be the same. We don't want to st stand out like a sore thumb. And, um, and it, you know, that's just how it is. We were all there. We all had the same shoe kind of shoes. We all had the same things for our hair growing up. And, you know, and then eventually with courage, hopefully in the right environment, you're then able to express yourself. So then as the teen, you're beginning to become the goth or the emo, as I've learned, is that such a thing these days, all these amazing um, ways of expressing ourselves, you know, but look at, it's, we're all learning, Finola. I mean, do you remember that song? It was called Sunscreen. It was written by Baz Luhrmann. Do you remember it? Yes. And he was an Australian, he's a, he's a movie director, but he, he said one of the lines in it, I remember at the time hearing um, when I was only in my thirties, but um, people in their forties or fifties, whatever it is, you know, still don't know what they want to do. Yeah. And that's the crying shame. That is sad. But I think that that's just 
they just don't realize that they can change or that it's possible to say enough of that and I'm changing course. Tony Robbins has a great analogy, you know, about the rocking chair test. So just go out into the future when you're in the rocking chair at 82. I have a rocking chair out there and I've had it for the last 20 years, but I just, cause I love a rocking chair, but, um, you know, sitting in the rocking chair in your eighties and just wondering, you know, have I lived the life that I wanted to live and do I have any regrets and just to live with no regrets because the number one regret of the dying of course is um, that I didn't live the life that I wanted to live I lived it for somebody else somebody else's expectations so like with your sister you were blessed to have a sister that that saw there was more for you and that's amazing Finola you know I don't think about finding your passion and finding your purpose assume it takes courage would say that yeah because to follow through on it takes courage and it takes daily courage and um i'll tell you this story also share this story with you which is i did this great exercise um a few years ago when my my dad passed away in 2018 and earlier in that year i did um it was at an event and we were doing a co- uh, an exercise in uncovering values and down to whittle down into a single guiding word. And I use this now all the time in my work. And the single guide, and it was, it was very, when I, when I work on my own stuff, when I work anyway with clients as well, but when I work on my own stuff, I really go, I really go into it. So to uncover this whittling down of words that will allude to brand values or values, you know, which inform brand, um, so you had to start with, you know, out of pages and pages, you whittle down to 20, tw- then 10, then five, then two, then one. And it's very interesting, the process that you go through, because what you let go of often shocks. And what at that point, my dad was very ill, he had Parkinson's. At that point, the word which shocked me, and I actually remember it being very emotional about it, was courage. Mm. And the courage to move, and I don't even know why, consciously why that uh, word came, but the word guided me for the whole year because I needed the courage to go through to help him pass, yeah. my mom, to uh, deal with my own grief and all of that, right? And then the following year, you start this process again and you go, now what's my guide word? And you do the process again. And I remember going through it and remember knowing that I needed to balance courage with something else. And the word that I chose, and I still choose now, the word that I chose was joy. Because my father would not have wanted me to be anywhere else but in joy. Oh, Panola, that's beautiful. I mean, it truly is. And it's such an amazing word, isn't it, joy? I mean, that's so lovely. Um, no, I feel that very much, I have to say. Um, so thanks so much for sharing that with us. Courage and joy. I mean, a beautiful um, balance, really, isn't it? You know, if we have the courage, well, the joy is inside us anyway. And it's having the courage to live our truth. Here we are back to that. We're speaking the same language, Finola. We're coming at it from probably two, well, very definitely from two different places. But ultimately, this is the secret, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just the courage to be ourselves. All of me. All of me. And just... Dare, dare greatly, as Brené Brown would say, just go out there, be bold, be vulnerable. And that's what people want. You know, they want to see real people, not all, you know, 
perfection, which is a complete illusion. There's no such thing. Um, raw and real are two words that I use a lot because, again, it probably fits my personality and um, it, I feel I can speak to that. I don't want to be seen as anything other than raw and real because I, I'm comfortable in that place, you know, and I hope then that, pe that you attract people that can be themselves raw and real. I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what it's about? No pretense, you know, just show up as best you can on any given day. I would also offer this, that your rawness and your realness is perfect. Thank you so much. I mean, that's a nice way of looking at it, actually. Yeah, I mean, isn't the perfectly imperfect aspect because, yeah, I mean, I, I do say to people, right, you know, our, our spiritual DNA is perfect. You know, our soul, our essence is perfection. Um, it's untainted by life's happenings, you know, and that can be great news to a lot of people who've gone through trauma in their lives to realize that the core of who they are is untainted and is perfect. So it's just our personality, the ego, this sort of fake sense of who we are until we realize our truth. Um, that's the imperfect part. But yeah, raw and real is perfect. So do you. So listen, here we go. Final question. What excites Finola Howard about the future? Well, the possibilities, you know, of, and I think also, again, I reflected on this this morning and I went, I think I'm excited to embrace my own brilliance. I will say that just because we need to say it more often, all I of totally us. totally agree. I'm clapping. I swear to God, Finola, thank you for saying this, really. Mm. Amazing. Go on, keep going. I interrupted you. <laughs> well, to, I've got to also walk my own talk, which is I need to make sure that I don't lose sight of uh, my vision for my business, my vision for my life. Because I think more, I think the one, the thing that, one of the things that has come to so many people during this pandemic is this, you know, we always talked about work-life balance, whereas it's such a stupid statement. It's just life balance. So it's how do I balance all the parts of me that serve all of me so that I am give the time to my partner, that I give the time to my son, that I give the time to myself for my own well-being and also my own truth and not to forget the joy that I have in my work and my passion to help other people to make the journey the my purpose is to make the entrepreneurial journey easier because it's a path that is a much worn path and there are signposts throughout that path and if we knew the map and this is what my purpose was to build the map mm -hmm. if we knew the map can't it be easier can't we see oh this is where you are and this is what i do in my work this is where you are this is the block you're facing it's okay because we all faced it yeah just have to do you just have to do the work here and then you can move on and that there's always that you can move on and my purpose is to bring that to as many people as I can preferably to people who want to change the world oh absolutely I'm here I'm with you all the way Finola and you know what there's one thing that is one of my bugbears it's something that I'm really passionate about instilling in my own clients is the their own well-being because we can't be of service to anybody, to our family, to our loved ones, to our clients, if we're not looking after ourselves. Mm -hmm. And 
to have those, I mean, embrace the selfishness, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not selfish. It's selfless to actually put yourself first. We have to put on our own oxygen masks first. So no, listen, honestly, thank you so much. So I just want to remind everybody that you have your show on how G, how GM works. Now we have the links anyway, so don't worry about that. And of course I will be tagging you on Instagram with this particular episode when it goes up tomorrow. Um, so look at, thank you, keep up the amazing work. I just love how you um, really bridge I would have to say, I'm calling it spirituality anyway, because the essence of you um, and how you're bringing that out in other people in this business arena and making it a much more um, pleasant journey for so many people. So Fanola, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure speaking to you today. So thank you so much for taking the time. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you really were inspired by this episode. I certainly have been. And if you too are a woman on a mission, I would love to have you on the show. Um, so please reach out. And thank you so much for tuning in today. And please share, you know, and comment, let us know what you've enjoyed in this particular episode. It means a lot to me and to the guests, because we're all here wanting to serve and to help you in the best way we can. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this show so that you will be notified when the next episode is released. And remember, keep believing you're amazing and you have so much to give. Now is your time. <laughs>